You're listening to the Kaiju Feast Podcast. I'm Connor. This is Anthony. This week is... Terror of Mecha Godzilla. You're listening to episode 29 of the Kaiju Feast podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and with me this week, I got Anthony. Hey, what's up? This is a podcast dedicated to all things Kaiju, such as King Kong, Godzilla, and Pacific Rim, where we just watch one of these Kaiju movies and we just bro out about them and discuss all things good and bad with some of these and this week we got Terra Terror excuse me Terror of Mecha Godzilla uh, this is a 1975 end of the Showa era the very last movie of that period um, and we're here talking about this one today so Anthony was this your first or one of many viewings of this movie so in my head, when I went into it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a classic. Like I've seen it, you know, a bunch of times, but, um, I think I get this one mixed up with a couple of others in the show era. Uh, I don't think I've seen it all the way through since I was probably like 12 years old. Okay. Um, so it's been a while for me, but still think it's like a classic, like, I mean, you can't go wrong with Mechagodzilla as one of the main enemies. It's for me, I think like top one of the top five best kaiju designs. It's one of obviously Godzilla's, you know, best rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a bonkers movie. I feel like there's just so many plot lines and things going on. And I think it's like some of some of sometimes we say that and it's kind of like a bad like we say that in a bad way but for this one i feel like this like the different things kind of all mesh in a in a pretty decent way to make it uh just a memorable a memorable movie yeah i know you're spot on so for me this was my second viewing but pretty much my first because as i said on the podcast before many times i bought that criterion collection and essentially binged the entire collection, yeah. which is the whole Showa era, all 15 movies in the Showa era. So going when I was rewatching this, like going into it, I'm like, I don't remember anything about like what this movie was. Um, so going into it, I was like, I was watching. I'm like, yeah, I don't remember any of this. Like, I didn't even remember Titanosaurus or whatever they called it. Like, <laughs> like, this, this is, like what movie is this? Like, yeah. I didn't remember any of it. So it was pretty much my first viewing and you're exactly right. Like this movie is really good. Um, I, I really enjoyed this movie. And what you were saying was it, it's got enough of the weird, but not mm. in a like this is really like a weird movie. It's just got like enough storylines and enough directions and it just works. It's it's serious enough where you don't feel like you're watching one of those crazy Godzilla movies because like that, that whole show era 
like they're just so different from movie to movie. Like the tone changes, yeah. like the <laughs> theming changes. But this movie was more of like a 1954 type of movie where it's not as serious as that, but it's a little bit more on the serious side of, in terms of tone. Um, like we, we don't get like a flying Godzilla moment, you know, like we don't have these weird <laughs> off the wall moments in this movie. It's got some stuff to it, but like I think it's just serious enough for me to take it serious, but silly enough for me to enjoy it. And yeah. I, I really like this one. Like on second viewing, like I'm kind of mad that I don't remember anything from it because I'm like, wow, this movie was really good and I really <laughs> did enjoy it. Um, I didn't realize it was the last of the show here, but it seems like maybe they had finally gotten the um, the chemistry right or like the uh, the formula down. Yeah, the formula was they finally figured it out. And I guess it is a fitting like final movie for that year. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Um, mm-hmm. Even just from the start, this movie is different because the opening credits show like i guess what would like be a highlight reel from the last movie yeah so i was i thought that was kind of cool it's mm-hmm. almost like a very modern i mean movies tv shows they they do that now still and it's kind of like this montage kind of overlaid i think there's like some music maybe and some of the like the beginning credits and you're getting kind of like a quick recap of the end of the previous one. So it almost like catches you up. Well, I mean, it does catch you up to kind of like where everything was left off. So, yeah, it was awesome. I, that was one of the only times I actually watched the credits. I usually just fast forward through it because it's usually just Mm -hmm. like a black screen with just like random credits on there. Nothing really to look at. So I just fast forward through it, but this was worth the watch. So I enjoyed that. I wish all the movies adopted this. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of the movies aren't sequential like this story was, um, but that was a nice touch. I like that. Mm-hmm. So the beginning, we get, of course, our kaiju boat scene right from the start. <laughs> <laughs> we get a sub looking for the Mecha Godzilla remains from the previous movie that they did a nice job of highlighting, which I liked too, because in terms of the story, like, I wouldn't remember any of that, even though we mm-hmm. just talked about this movie not too long ago. Like, I wouldn't remember exactly what happened or what the conclusion of the first Mecha Godzilla movie was. So I like that they showed that they have a sub looking for these Mecha remains. And what was kind of confusing to me, though, at watching this movie coming off the heels of the first one, since I don't remember the exact storylines, was like the whole alien relationship and Godzilla relationship. Like I was a little confused on that, but we get like these aliens were the ones looking for the Mecha Godzilla remains, right? Was mm-hmm. the aliens? Um, or no, yes. it was, I think it was the, the other people. That's why I was getting confused. It was like the, <laughs> the, there's like two organizations, the aliens and then the, um, like, I guess like you would call them like the human, bad guys yeah i was looking at some of the different um like recaps and like the wikipedia and stuff and they they refer to them as interpol but i don't know if they in the movie they're ever actually like actively called out as like hey we are interpol operatives you just kind of assume they're like the good like the good guys i guess i don't know okay so they're looking for the Mecha Godzilla remains and that's where we get a new kaiju i I believe he's new in this movie. And that was the Titanosaurus. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us about this one, Anthony. 
Um, it's kind of like a, so he's upright, um, almost like a fish and a, like a kind of a crossover of like, uh, like a Nessie with, mm-hmm. uh, with a Godzilla, um, Nessie being the, uh, kind of like Loch Ness monster, uh, the, I can't mm-hmm. think of the actual dinosaur, uh, like a pad, not a patasaurus, um, like the sea dinosaur that everyone's familiar with you kind of mix that uh with a little bit more fish and then a little bit of like like a dab of godzilla and you get like uh uh titanosaurus so he's got a long neck um fins on his back uh we find out later that he's got like this uh his basically like big attack is he spreads his tail and kind of creates like a huge wind gust by like shaking it. Mm-hmm. Um, some big nasty teeth and, uh, you know, two big hands that he can like grab Godzilla with later on. But, um, I thought it was a pretty solid, um, creature design. Um, like I said, it kind of mimics Godzilla a little bit so he can kind of go toe to toe with him, but, uh, also has like, eh, like individual that, uh, little features that kind of, separates him from kind of like the from the godzilla design so yeah he's cool he's a nice welcome uh kaiju here and i I enjoyed his presence he was cool so from here we get that now the aliens are looking for this scientist who 20 years ago which you do the math and that is 1955 1954 he gets kicked out of the profession because of his claims of there being monsters, right? Mm-hmm. That was his claim, correct? Yeah, he was, he was claiming that there were like monsters and that he could, he was trying to figure out a way to like harness their power or something along those lines or like try to control them. And they kicked him out because they just thought that's craziness. Like this guy's absolutely <laughs> out of his mind, right? Yeah. So here's my question. Does the 1954 exist in this universe? Like, I I don't understand. I just feel like there's so many movies that refer back to that. And then like saying like this happened in this can't line of Canon. And then there's movies like this that completely just ignore the existence of that movie where just a quick minus 20 years, it lines up perfectly with the existence Mm -hmm. of Godzilla. So if, that movie exists in this line of canon. Why is he looked at as the crazy guy? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, I guess we kind of, we do get this hint of kind of the Godzilla uh, <laughs> cinematic universe. Uh, Cause they do later on reference, um, uh, Manda, Ghidorah, Rodan, and they show clips like specifically from those movies. So obviously like this is connected to a certain, um, uh, I guess, set of movies, whether or not it's like, like that, I guess that's a good question. If it's like, they, they kind of hint around it, I guess, but I don't know if they're like directly saying, um, like, Hey, this is, you know, directly referencing the 1954, um, movie, but that's a good point. Like, like, uh, there would be, they would be aware that these things are 
you know, are out there and exist. So yeah, even even if you don't factor in, let's pretend that the 1954 Godzilla doesn't exist. Like that movie was just it's one and done that Godzilla isn't in this canon. Even them referencing all the other monsters from the previous movie, as you just mentioned, wouldn't that say to them like, oh, wait, this guy wasn't crazy. Like he was right. He was onto something here. <laughs> like I don't understand. Like, why was he still looked at like he was some nut? Yeah, maybe he went underground and like hid before everybody came to kind of came to realize like, oh, wait a second. Like maybe this guy was onto something or speaking a little bit of truth here. So. <laughs> um, but that this is kind of like the beginning of one of kind of the sub storylines. So his like little character motivation is that he's been shunned um, by the community uh, that he kind of was his professional community. So now like throughout the movie, we see him kind of make decisions and um, kind of, kind of go down this path where he's trying to almost get revenge or trying to get, get back at everyone who kind of laughed at him. Yeah. And he's trying to use the Titanosaurus to destroy mankind. Mm-hmm. And that's when they go to find him and they run into his daughter who then says that uh, he died and she burned all of the the notes about whatever they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you wanted to add up to this point? Um, no, I mean, um, a good intro, you know, f- you know, 15 minutes or so, like it, brings you in pretty good. It kind of starts off kind of standard kaiju Godzilla movie from this era. But um, like I said, you kind of get these little storylines kicked off pretty early. You know, you get a hint about uh, obviously after they leave the house, she walks right downstairs and her dad's alive and he's still doing his research. So you're kind of like, Ooh, like well, where's this going to go? So yeah, uh, you get introduced to the, the aliens and the and the like the quote unquote like good guys. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid start. And up to this point, we have no visual of Godzilla other than the highlights and the credits, right? Right. Yeah. So Godzilla still hasn't made an appearance, which we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about as we go on here. Um, so where are we at? Uh, we get that, uh, like you said, that he is alive. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, was that no go ahead (laughs) okay i was just okay um and they are also rebuilding mechagodzilla so we have this group rebuilding mechagodzilla and that's what they wanted the head for the mechagodzilla which they ended up recovering at some point which Mm -hmm. i don't remember actually happening in the movie unless they missed something oh yeah they just kind of show up and like uh, mechagodzilla is like a complete uh yeah like the head's there Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is where the movie starts to get a little weird this is where it starts <laughs> to take a little bit of a turn uh, I, I don't know if I'm like jumping ahead too much or not but we get this scene where it's revealed that the daughter actually died at some mm-hmm. point Yeah, and we get this like flashback to well i know i'm skipping one scene and i want to work back to it but now Mm -hmm. i'm thinking about this one scene i want to talk about this with you so we get this this flashback to 
her how, how did she die some um the the electric she got electrocuted right mm-hmm. was that that scene uh there's some type were they in a lab or, or something and like they get i think it's electrocution yeah so she's dead <laughs> and then the aliens come and take her and like essentially revive her and make her new yeah how bizarre was this she's basically like she's like the tin woman she's like the little clockwork yeah. like woman <laughs> it's so weird and yeah so here's the other kind of like spin-off like subplot um so the father the the scientist who's faked his death and has been secretly researching uh, or continuing his research. He's also in love with, you know, obviously he loves his daughter um, and has, I guess, made a pact with, with these aliens that have revived her, recreated her as this like Android cyborg person. So the daughter is part human, but also part machine. Yeah, part um, cyborg. Which which comes into play a couple times. And yeah, it's uh, another wild twist to the movie, which... Um, That's not even the best part. The best part is that she has a Mechagodzilla control di- device in her. <laughs> yeah. How about that little twist? Yeah, so they definitely play on that quite a bit, and... Like we kind of said at the beginning, a lot of these movies have a, a lot of this weird, wild stuff kind of thrown in here. But for this one, it just kind of it works better, you know, just based on like how the movie flows and like the writing and everything else. Like it just fits kind of with this whole theme. Um, they kind of take it a little bit more serious than some of the others. Uh, so, yeah, it, it just works a little bit better. <laughs> and then the, the scene I skipped over that I wanted to talk about real quick was the weird scene where the the guy is trying to escape the base. So they say, like, oh, no one's able to escape our security. And <laughs> he has, like, a titanium. And somebody immediately, like, runs out. <laughs> yeah. And then they show him just, like, running, and you'd think it'd be, like, this insane, like, security team system. It's just, like, people in these weird suits just, like, jogging after this guy in a forest. <laughs> and they ended up killing this guy. Mm-hmm. But we're hearing this story through some sewer worker who like pops out of a manhole and was just like, hey, and then they do this like weird muted scene where they have this like he he spells out Interpol to him that he's mm-hmm. that Interpol's here. And then he like explains the Titanic because there's something wrong with his throat where he couldn't speak. Like this scene was just so out of nowhere that I was just dying this entire time. Like they had this, he's in the middle of a pursuit being chased and they have this like 15 minute discussion and he's able to spell out without speaking Interpol, tell him about everything without actually speaking and just plenty mm-hmm. of time. <laughs> that scene was bizarre. And, he, and then he hands him like some kind of like piece of, yeah, like titanium. some kind of clue, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that titanium there. Um, it it just that's that's the kind of scene like this whole that whole scene was wild and then this whole storyline with the woman dying but becoming cyborg and she control mechagodzilla like that's what i was talking about where it's still in 
they're they're delivering it in a way more serious way. And it's not as goofy, but it sure is a goofy storyline. But I like it. Like it yeah. works really well for the tone that they're setting in this movie and their way that they are delivering this message yeah. is way more serious than some of the other show era movies mm-hmm. where it's just like off the wall, just craziness. But this movie is at least trying to be serious. Yeah. Yeah, the delivery, like you said, is better, and it kind of it just flows. I feel like a little bit smoother, so it's not like it's not like a it throws it like right in your face. Mm-hmm. It kind like there's at least some sort of thread that like connects everything, and it, in your head you're like, okay, like I could kind of see that, or you know, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. So, all right, where are we at here? So we've talked about uh, her being a cyborg. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um let's see and we're still like 30 40 minutes into this movie and no godzilla still no godzilla has made an appearance i even paused it at one point like around this time where i'm like the time yeah i'm like how long has it been since and it wasn't a problem like that's what Mm -hmm. works so well for this movie is that i wasn't even like waiting for godzilla to show up i kind of liked it that there was so much story and other kaiju characters like Mecha and the Titanosaurus or Titanosaurus um, that like it, it existed perfectly fine on its own. Like I didn't need Godzilla to be carrying this movie. No, that's, that's a good point. Um, they, they do a better job of having these different elements of the, uh, the human side kind of flesh themselves out more to, to help kind of carry this first half of the movie. But uh, I think one kind of somewhere in this whole like first half, we um, we get the uh, kind of indication that they're working on Mechagodzilla and they're like missing like a key element to it. And they kind of hint that they'll <laughs> need some type of brain tissue or yeah. or some type of uh, like organic tissue to help. Um, kind of complete the the process, so it's kind of like a hint towards what's going to happen later on. Oh, and it happens later on. <laughs> um, and the whole like this is where it got a little bit confusing for me was just mm. the um like what like, what was the drive here? Because we have the Mechagodzilla, we mm. have the Titanosaurus. And then, like, someone goes rogue and launches Titanosaurus without the alien's permission at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's just, like, who is against who here? Because we have that that scientist guy who was, like, hidden, secretly working. He's kind of just, like, a loose cannon doing his own thing while working with the aliens. Because he seems, like, resistant to work with the aliens. But then, like, he just completely bought in. Yeah, so I guess like what is what happens is that he does not want to. He kind of gets this feeling that he doesn't want to be subservient to the aliens, and he wants to prove that he can kind of get the revenge that he wants. So his like, I guess his um, his eagerness to try to get exact his revenge kind of takes over. And he's like, well, I don't need anybody else but me. I figured this out. I can control Titanosaurus and I'll just take care of it myself. Yeah. Uh, he kind of unleashes him. 
they something happens and uh, they they I guess convince him to to bring him back in. Yeah, because they want to wipe out mankind yeah. and just like end up rebuilding the cities how they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Which like I know you're not like a Disney fan or anything, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big Disney like history fan. And the model that they showed for what they wanted their cities to look like was just an absolute spitting image of what Walt wanted Epcot to look like, like the city of tomorrow, like this main hub in the middle with these spokes coming out. Like it was so 1970s. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Like they, you know, in the, in like the new Marvel movies where they show, um, Tony Stark's dad, like doing all those like old seventies, like here, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, those are a straight rip off of all those Walt Disney like presentations. And um, God, what's Tony Stark's dad's name? Howard. Um, Howard. Howard yeah. um, all those Howard, like Howard is basically Walt Disney in those movies. And like this scene was the same exact scene that a Howard Stark or a Walt Disney would do. Like how he's like, oh, and he like puts the overlay on top of the map. Like, this is what I want my city to look like. The only thing was missing was like a Mickey mouse in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, um, so they bring Titanosaurus back in. And as that's like happening, if they're fixing his daughter again, and he really he says like, oh yeah, okay, I, I I'm in debt to you. You saved my daughter. Like this is the second time now, so um, you know I'll kind of fall into line to whatever your plan is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what happened when they like uh, unleashed the you know, Titanosaurus kind of randomly. But uh, I think following that, he pretty much is in line with with the aliens' plan that you just kind of laid out. <laughs> It's just bizarre, man. Yeah, it's, uh, this is, yeah. (laughs) I had to like pause it and like rewind it a little bit, I think at this point, just so I could like catch everything that that was happening. And obviously I've missed some stuff because I couldn't remember exactly how she got injured again, but, uh. Yeah, and he he's the the scientist guy is just going on and on about how like he's trying to get revenge, like they'll pay for kicking me out of academia, he says at one point, and just kind of egging him on like Mecca is no match for Titanosaurus. So he's like up against them. He's like, mm-hmm. No, this is no match for them. Um, so we're getting kind of into the closing stages here. Oh, you know what? Okay, so um while uh while he was out um kind of, when he uh unleashed titanosaurus this is one of the main notes that i made uh is this one of godzilla's best entrances ever because this is when godzilla shows up is when uh, titanosaurus yeah, is on this like rampage that's what i was about to say <laughs> he kind of pokes his head over like the building like he's just a shadow and then he like <laughs> he kind of like snipes him from like halfway across the city and just like drills him right in the chest with like an atomic breath Mm -hmm. and uh, they made it like really dramatic titanosaurus kind of does like this half backflip and like lands on his back and then godzilla kind of jumps into the middle of the scene and i was like this was cool like 
if you're a kid at this time, or I mean, anybody like that's a Godzilla fan, like this has got to be like, whoa, this is awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, that fight was a really good time. <laughs> like the, <laughs> yeah. the super late entrance, like the casual late entrance of just like, I don't, we don't need to see Godzilla until he's needed in the movie where it makes yeah. sense. Like they didn't just throw in some random, like we got to get Godzilla in the first act of this movie. Like they didn't do that, which I, I liked. So they mm-hmm. threw him in when he was needed. They told the story all the way up until uh, this Titanosaurus was starting to uh, cause him havoc. So mm-hmm. there, insert Godzilla to save the day. And it was awesome. Yeah. And um, as this is all kind of happening, I guess probably a few minutes before, we, we kind of get the the indication that the humans are starting to figure out the weakness for, um, for Titanosaurus, which is this like sonic yeah, it's, amplifier it's, or something like that. Supersonic waves. Yeah. Like some oscillator. Um, so they're working on that as all this is happening and Godzilla is kind of buying them a little bit of time, kind of holding them off while they're trying to like fix whatever machine that they're, that, that they were working on. Yeah. But then the daughter destroys it. Yeah. So uh, a, a lot of drama, a lot of back and forth, a lot of, um, <laughs> the, the daughter is going kind of like from one spectrum to the other, obviously, because she's like half cyborg. But um, (laughs) it's like she keeps like snapping in and out of it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a cyborg. And then then she goes right back to doing what she was doing. Yeah. So once again, a little bit all over the place, but at the same time, kind of still. um, Still feeling like the flow, like I'm still like, okay, like I can kind of see this, but so she tampers with it. She messes it up. And then that's when the aliens now unleash Mechagodzilla mm-hmm. and Titanosaurus on Tokyo. And that's when now they are doing some havoc on the city. <laughs> uh, so what happens here? So we get a shot where it's kind of like we see Godzilla kind of walking up like he's facing off directly with Titanosaurus. The camera turns and uh, Mechagodzilla is basically like in the shadow of Titanosaurus. So it's just like a really cool shot. Like I wrote this down as a, I'll have to maybe get like the, the time stamp on it or something, but it was just a really awesome shot. Like for like a 1975 movie, you get like, this kind of like face off between Godzilla and Titanosaurus, but then the camera suddenly just like uh, rotates and then Mecha Godzilla, like it comes into frame. Like he, like he was always there. Obviously he was always there, like just waiting. Um, so I just thought it was like a really cool little like, yeah, kind of introduction for like the three of them. I don't remember what shot that was, but I'd have to, you'd have to let me know exactly where to find or find like a picture of yeah. it. That sounds pretty neat. It's gotta be like a gif of it somewhere. Cause I mean, it's too cool to like, to like pass up like it's yeah it's awesome, i'm but. sure it is somewhere all right uh this is where like the movie's pretty crazy in this final little like 20 to 30 minutes like it's like i felt like at one point like near the hour mark like wow this movie feels like it's about to end and mm-hmm. like i knew like there's still kind of a lot to go mm-hmm. so this movie just really really moves at the end and 
So we have that now. The Mecca has been launched. And at one point, I don't remember exactly when they had this discussion, but they wanted the girl's brain for the Mecca, which mm-hmm. you alluded to earlier. Yeah. But they don't actually ever do it, do they? Because so I was ex- yeah, I was expecting them to be like, all right, well, you got to sacrifice yourself and now we're going to put your brain in this robot body. Yeah. Uh, but it's more of like a telepathic thing that they kind of hook her up to a machine and she kind of projects the instructions telepathically. Two titanosaurs though, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. To both of them, right? Just <laughs> controlling kind of both. It was like, it was, they just kept going back and forth between the two. Yeah. Cause at some points it seemed like one of them would be like completely still while the other was like fighting. And then they would mm-hmm. kind of like switch back and forth. So maybe that was a little bit of that. But uh, yeah, I believe she was controlling both. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I thought it was right? the Titanosaurus. In my notes, <laughs> I put that she was controlling the Titanosaurus at one point. Because yeah, she was because at one she, point she like literally just stopped moving and the titanosaurs then stopped moving and they were like talking about that how like oh like titanosaurus is not fighting or whatever. <laughs> um so I, I think she's giving instructions to both, but uh Yeah. I don't know, that that whole storyline was a little hairy to me of just <laughs> Like what is actually happening in the status of who she's controlling and who's with who, because those storylines just really meshed into one, especially with Mm -hmm. the scientist going rogue half the movie and just doing whatever (laughs) he wanted to do. It was really hard to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. Like we are against this. We are against that. Cause then at one point it seemed like, like he wanted the Titanosaurus to destroy Mechagodzilla, but then it seemed like they were teaming up against Godzilla and I'm like, why this guy wanted Titanosaurus to like rule the world, but now they're on the same side fighting Godzilla. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's when the the aliens had fully kind of taken control of the daughter and she was kind of like puppeting or marionetting both of them. So, um, yeah, and we are getting down to the end, and I like so they get their battle. We get the whole battle there, and they <laughs> trying to like figure out how I want to go about doing this next scene here. <laughs> so the Katsura girl, she is—I can't remember what her—she gets shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. and she's like she wants she's like laying there in the guy's arms and then she ends up shooting herself to kill herself and that destroys Mechagodzilla's control device yeah so that's yeah. where another part where I'm like wait now she's just controlling Mechagodzilla but I thought it was Titanosaurus mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so her like kind of human half uh, reappears and yeah she she sacrifices herself for the greater good yeah. knowing that she's somehow connected with uh with, with mecha godzilla 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> at this, like at this point, the one of the Interpol, uh, one of the Interpol officers has, I guess, fallen in love with her or has some type of like deep connection with her because he's super upset and spends the last, I guess, five minutes of the movie kind of carrying her around like in his arms. Yeah. Um, on the monster side up to this point, <laughs> uh, Titanosaurus and, and uh, Mechagodzilla had like beaten Godzilla down and, and yeah. once again kind of done this like, did this thing where they, they bury him in the ground. Um, so what was the other movie where they do <laughs> then, that? I don't Yeah, I don't remember. But then, yeah, then they were like jumping on him like he's a landfill, like just <laughs> yeah. hopping on him. I forgot about that. I forgot. I put down in my notes that Godzilla gets shredded by them, but I forgot to put that they were like they buried him alive, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, oh. I can't remember which one it was. Where they where where he gets put in the ground. Anyways, it's happened to him before, so he's kind of like, okay, like I'll go through this little uh, routine again. Um, but then uh, the humans weaken um, Titanosaurus with the oscillator, and he busts out of the ground um, and starts kind of fighting back. Uh, yeah, when she kills herself, we get the kind of cla- we get the very I guess iconic scene of. Um, Godzilla like putting him in a headlock and ripping off the head of of, <laughs> of Mega Godzilla, which like un, like reveals this like cybernetic brain. Um, and yeah. then when she finally dies, it kind of goes into like this retreat mode where it's like flying away, and he just like blasts it with the uh, his atomic breath and like blows it to pieces. Yeah, um, and plus in the like the people side of the story they get like this whole base infiltration and they start to escape and they're in their like jet fighters. And then he blasts them out of the <laughs> <Yeah>. sky too. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. The ghost is great. Just, yeah. The aliens are trying to escape. He, he shoots them out of the air. Um, I, I mean, Godzilla is just like on a rampage at this point, just owning everybody. Um, <laughs> once he busts out of the ground, uh so like really the the i mean super dynamic kind of climax to this movie i mean you, you said it just a few minutes ago but there's a lot of stuff going on and uh a lot of atomic breath and missiles and lasers flying all over the place which is totally awesome so exactly what we want to see in a finale and it was great because yeah. Like it was a really awesome finale. The the whole front half of the movie told a good story. Mm-hmm. It gave us an idea of what's happening with these characters. A little confusing now that like we're down towards the end. Um, and but like we get an idea of like what is the goal here? The they want to destroy everything to restart, rebuild, and Godzilla's not having that. So we get a really good fight with a lot on the line between a lot of different people and a lot of different and the three different kaiju. So it was good. Um, We get the, so the end is like we said, she shoots herself, which pretty much just disabled the Mecha Godzilla. And like you said, Godzilla rips off his head and then Titanosaurus (laughs) is pretty much no match for Godzilla by himself. Yeah. So he blasts him into the water, and then I don't <laughs> think they necessarily say, like, I don't think we know 
what exactly happens to the titanosaurs. No, he kind of just goes off into the, there are kind of retreats back into the ocean. Yeah. So we, do we ever see titanosaurs again in any of the movies? <laughs> I'm sure we do at some point. I'm sure he makes a return. Um, but uh, <coughs> they make a comment uh, earlier in the movie where it's like, oh, yeah, Titanosaurus is like, they'd say like docile or they, they call him something like he's not very like dangerous or something like that. Uh, so <laughs> like maybe he's, <laughs> yeah, a docile, like 50 story like creature. Um <laughs> So maybe, you know, he just kind of goes back to like living at the bottom of the ocean where he just kind of eats like giant squid or something like that. I I don't know. (laughs) But uh, it's funny. Yeah. So we don't have any idea really what happens to him. And I just looked like I just looked at his wiki page. He does appear in Godzilla Final Wars. Oh, we'll eventually get there. I've seen that one. That's a good one. (laughs) that's the other movie that he appears in so we get a return of titanosaurs and final wars um and i think that concludes like the end of the movie here where we get the good guys winning godzilla defeats titanosaurus mechagodzilla was disabled finished that up um the the uh human storyline or i guess the not kaiju, I guess, because aliens aren't really human. Um, that whole storyline gets wrapped up by them infiltrating the base, and they get shot down by Godzilla. And so they're out of the picture, too. What was the name of the planet that they were from? <laughs> I forgot to write it down. It, oh, it was like Dark Moon or um, Black... It was something was it? three, like Black, Black Hole 3. Hole, Black Hole 3. yeah. Where is Black Hole <laughs> One and Two? <laughs> That's, oh, that was, uh, man. I completely forgot to mention that earlier. I put that down in my notes actually that I wanted to talk about this whole black hole thing because <laughs> that's just too funny, man. It's just like, what is Black Hole Three? I need to know what Black Hole Three is. Um, what was the other? reference like the other planet planet x yeah planet x was other movies did they refer to planet x in this one i'm just kind of saying like i think like maybe some of these are interchangeable like they're just Mm. like oh yeah we're the hidden planet that's like behind pluto or on the other side of the sun so like the earth never sees it you know yeah uh so I think it's probably along those lines where it's like this just kind of ambiguous location in space somewhere that's relatively close, I guess. <laughs> it's just awesome that when they were doing the naming scheme, they came up with Black Hole 3 yeah. or 3 on there. Like It can't be just Black Hole or <laughs> Black Hole 2. It's got to be 3, which just begs so many questions. <laughs> so... There's a lot of, um, I guess, different. We kind of like hinted at like the Godzilla cinematic universe. Like there were so many connections here. 
uh, I, I went back and looked up like, hey, what were the first crossover movies? Um, I found a top 10 list and this movie is not on there, but Godzilla versus King Kong is on there as number 10, uh, mm-hmm. 1962. So this being in 1975, like this is, you know, one of the first like major uh, properties that had like one of these big um, kind of like crossover, like what we kind of consider to be pretty standard these days or what's coming like more, you know, back into popularity, obviously with, with comic book movies and everything else. But, um, well, I'd imagine destroy all monsters was destroy all monsters was well before this movie. Because uh, this is at the end of the show era, and Destroyer of Monsters was in like the smack dab in the middle, and that's what they show when they show all that footage for the previous monsters. Like, oh, this is that guy and that guy. They're showing Destroyer of Monsters footage. Yeah, that's 1967. No, I guess what I was trying to say it's like one of one of the first. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's like kind of in this group, this like cinematic universe of Godzilla, where everything is loosely kind of connected and. You know, there's like some overlap with movies and everything else. The only ones that are, uh, well, at least what this article kind of says, that were notable before it was like Frankenstein and the Wolfman. And mm-hmm. like probably some Dracula stuff, right? Dracula and meets Abbott and Costello, you know, like mm-hmm. this stuff, obviously, which was, I mean, I'm sure for the time was, was huge. Uh, <laughs> I mean, these were like the characters that were, you know, most well known in 1949 and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, this, this whole era kind of continues that precedence, which obviously lays the, the, the groundwork for what we're all kind of enjoying today. So I just kind of enjoyed kind of seeing that theme kind of continue in this movie, like the flashbacks and like the, the, the clips that they showed from the other movies and the references Mm -hmm. that they made. It's just kind of like, like we kind of said at the beginning, it was a kind of a cool, uh, now that I realize it was the last of the show era, kind of a, a cool little cherry on top of um, this whole string of movies. Yeah, I love the fact that they are directly sequeling the first Mechagodzilla movie. So mm-hmm. we get the same character, same kind of beats there. And they're. I love when these movies pick up where the previous one left off. Like in the end of... Uh, the second Godzilla movie. Oh, Godzilla raids again. Um, yeah, yeah. At the end of that one, he gets put in ice. So then at the start of Godzilla versus King Kong, he breaks out of the ice. Like, I love that kind of touch to the movies. Like, I, I just think that's so cool. It's it makes it that much more enjoyable knowing like oh yeah i remember that from the previous movie and i liked how this movie picked it up directly where the other one left off so and i really Mm -hmm. wish i mean maybe they wish this too that in terms of these 15 show era movies like that they did just make this a giant like universe movie to movie to movie rather than some being disjoint some being included in in some storylines because i feel like the whole show air is just very like all right this movie connects to this one but this one connects to that one this one's a completely solo project you know Uh, yeah i just feel like that there's not a whole lot of continuity between all 15 especially with 54 because godzilla dies in that one and then they just pretend like oh the next godzilla came along like i think going back they would 
completely just rechange the ending of that movie and make him not die. And then mm-hmm. just have that as the same Godzilla. Cause we, we just pretend that that's the same Godzilla, even though mm-hmm. it's not. <laughs> yeah. And then like later on. Yeah. I think some movies in the eighties kind of call back. I mean, I think 85 directly calls back to 54. Yeah. Um, so there, yeah, there's kind of, a, I mean, yeah. They, 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 they kind of pick and choose where they want to make connections and what they that's, want to do. That's exactly what I was going to say. They pick and choose. My exact words is, was going to be that because they do. Like, so. all right, 54 exists in this movie, but not in this one. <laughs> um, overall, though, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really good. One of the... I'd put this in my top third of Godzilla movies out of all of them. Like, this is... Yeah. Definitely up there. It's a good one. I really enjoyed it, and it works really well. I I wouldn't think I would be saying this. Like, if someone to say, like, hey, this old Godzilla movie from 1975 doesn't have Godzilla in it for the first 40 or so minutes, I'd probably say, like, ooh, that's probably not going to be very good. But this one worked very well. No, I totally agree. Um, Big-time classic. I mean... Mecha Godzilla goes on to, I mean, like, you can't even really think of Godzilla without, like, like in your head popping up. I mean, maybe not every single person, but. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, a Godzilla fan, like, if there's Godzilla, there's a Mecha Godzilla, you know? there it, It's like the, the other side of the coin. Um. <laughs> Once again, comp- I mean, I, I could make the comparisons all day. Like, I'm, people are probably sick of hearing me can compare it to like movies of today. But I mean, when you have like an Iron Man or you know, like a, a Black Panther, like what is their first movie? Who do who's the who's the quote unquote like bad guy or the boss that they fight against? It's normally like a carbon copy of that of that hero i can't believe you're saying that yeah you're i was having this exact discussion with somebody when i was talking about that uh, venom not the new venom but the original venom yeah from a couple years ago i was saying that exact same thing like (laughs) incredible hulk had with edward norton has like the same person as the villain iron man uh now venom like there's just all of these movies are like the carbon copy just like you're saying it's so spot on though yeah so i mean this is i don't know maybe it is his number one villain maybe not but i mean it's it's up there so like it's this is automatically like an instant kind of classic that you got to kind of put up um you just kind of have to hold it in like a different regard (laughs) I find it funny, though, when thinking of just, like, the model of Mechagodzilla. So they made Mechagodzilla to be, like, the perfect version of Godzilla. Like, mm-hmm. like we're going to make this ulti- ultimate machine. It's just funny to me that they don't even modify, like, let's make his arms longer so he can, like, have a better reach. Or, like, you know, like, all those just little details. Like, no, we got to keep it authentic. He's got to have the short arms so he can't outreach Godzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an easy opportunity to make this a better weapon just make mm-hmm. the arms longer is all i'm saying <laughs> i mean uh, in the first iron man he fights an iron man that's bigger than him so like there you go yeah, like, there, yeah. way bigger than him <laughs> um 
any other closing thoughts here for this movie? Um, <laughs> there's like this weird. I don't know if it was on the. You had the DVD, right? The, the yeah. Criterion Collection. Okay, mm-hmm. I watched mine on HBO Max. Uh, when they're operating on the daughter, there's like this weird like boob shot, and I thought it like like totally threw me for a loop. Yeah, I didn't. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know why it was in there. Um, uh, they're totally like, it's like a animatronic, like uh, fake chest. Yeah. Uh, that's so why I, I was confused. Of, like, yeah. Like that's why I was confused of like, that's why they showed that. Cause I mean, I don't know what the rating of these movies are, but I can't imagine that they're, I doubt the rating system was even around then. No, I think that was like an 80s, 90s. Yeah. Thing, so. <laughs> but like in terms of just like, like, is this allowed? I don't know if just because it was so clearly fake that it was like, okay, like, yeah, we could show that. No problem. Like, it's clearly like a fake chest. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was the first. I remember that scene because when they show her under surgery earlier in the movie, I was like, oh, I could have sworn there was like some weird boob shot in this movie. And then I'm like, maybe it was another one. And then later on, they go to that scene again. And that's when they show it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was this movie. Very out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything in this movie. But overall, uh, I think it stands up pretty good. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, wait, here you go. <laughs> uh, and it says it has a Terror of Godzilla was heavily edited to obtain a G rating. So what about the boob thing? <laughs> wait, here we go. It's a unlike Terror the television version remained mostly uncut with only the shot of Kasura's naked breasts taken out so they took that out for tv obviously even though it looks like a like a barbie doll body or something it looks not even remotely like real in any shape or form Mm -hmm. i know that's why i thought like maybe they didn't care because it was so like clearly fake oh man and they they, this boob scene keeps coming up there's like three things about it, entries about it. Oh my god! All right, uh, Anthony, what is our next movie? Um, so I wanted to do uh, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Um, it's a pretty big jump. It's I think it's like ninety four, ninety five. Do it. Um, but now I'm almost. Should we continue on to the next Mecha Godzilla movie? I don't know. It's your call, man. Your movie. Your week. Um. Yeah. I guess we can save. I really want to watch Space Godzilla because I've never seen it, and let's just do that. Space Godzilla. Space Godzilla. So that would be. Let me. What's it called? It's Godzilla versus Space Godzilla? Yeah. 1994. Is there anything that's been out recently? 
No, nothing in kaiju. Hmm. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with that. Um, and then maybe we can jump back into, oh, I guess it's your call, but maybe we can jump back and make a Godzilla at some point. But All right. Looks like Godzilla versus Space Godzilla will be the next one. That's going to be our episode 30. For, oh, that'll be a good episode 30. Yeah. For you to take over on that one. All right. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining me on Terror of Mechagodzilla. It was my pleasure. It was great to come back to this movie. Got a nice boob shot. Got some awesome action. Got some great Godzilla just like stomping on some some enemies. Mechagodzilla, of course, is just a classic enemy. So, yeah, all around great time. Yep, and uh, I agree. I was glad we looked at this one, and we'll see you guys next week for Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. I shouldn't say next week, next time. I'm sure it won't <laughs> be next week. All right, thank you. See you guys later. All right, see you guys.